the moment you tell your story, you're not in the story anymore. You're the storyteller. So you get a, uh, you're not fully emotionally involved anymore because you're telling the story and you describe the emotions you have. And that's one sentence my coaches hear very, very often. This is like in critical moments, take people and emotions out of the equation and look for data facts and the roles. There is the wife, not um, her name. There is your boss or your, your supervisor and not the person. There's, there's also, um, it has some, some little magic. You cannot change people. You can change their behavior. Welcome to Your Voice Matters podcast. I'm your host, Ines Moura, executive vocal coach. This season aims to spotlight amazing people who have incredible stories and significant missions. I hope you feel empowered, inspired, and ready to use your voice to make a difference. Hello, today we will kickstart this new season with my guest, Marcel Ertzfeld to discuss how to find our voice by tapping into our strengths. He's the founder and master coach at My Simplify Coach. He started to be an entrepreneur very young and when he was still in high school. Later, he joined a family business and throughout the years, he made his career in several businesses and industries, either as a founder, partner, or in leadership roles related to uh, with business development, sales, marketing, and project management. On his personal side, he learned how to strive for the best possible outcome in life and death situations as a volunteer paramedic. Today, he works with coaching, mentoring, and training people to simplify their personal and professional life and find their strengths. I'm really curious to know more about this inspiring story and the advice that my guest has to share with our audience. Welcome to this podcast, Marcel. Thanks for having me. No, good. I was looking forward to this, uh, to this uh, conversation. We've been discussing this for, for some time. So I would like to um, maybe divide this into parts. One, knowing more about diving into your story and how you found your own strengths and how you find also your voice because you've had a lot of different experience, career experiences. So I'm really curious to know that. And in the second part, let's, you know, give some advice for people that are striving to yeah, and looking forward to, to know more about how can uh, we can use our strengths to make our life better. So first of all, uh, tell, tell me about your line of work and the philosophy behind it. So I'm a business coach. This is how it normally starts, but it always turns pretty quick into personal coaching because all what we do is attached to us and how we do things and why we do things and the thoughts around it. So even though people um, in leadership positions, um, business owners uh, come to see me for business coaching, it always turns into personal coaching. So what I do um, in the beginning is even before I meet with my clients for the first time, I send them four questions. Um, what do you love? What are you good at? What does the world need? 
and what can you get paid for? And the focus is on that people know what they really want, which is not so easy. People can often tell me what they don't want, and then we have to look into, oh, if you don't want this, what do you want instead? So this exercise, before we even meet for the first discovery session, helps a lot in order to get um, clarity. A lot of people um, are not here on, on what they want. The second question answers, um, what are your strengths? What are your skills? What are you good at? And um, this is a little bit easier because it's day-to-day um, -day work life. Um, there are some personal components in there. So people do that. And um, in regards to what the world needs, um, that helps that there's purpose for the work um, you do. And it's about your perspective, what you think the world needs. Um, the last thing, what you can get paid for, that's important for business coaching because you have to pay your bills and you want to um, just establish your business. Um, and uh, that's the safe spot where you know that no matter what um, kind of work you do, and this could be even flipping burgers or cleaning rooms, yeah. um, you're technically always safe um, financially, so that there is no reason to have the big fear. Um, this concept leads onto the Ikigai uh, philosophy from Japan, um, which means like finding your purpose. And this is where I start with normally without explaining it. Um, to my uh, future coaches. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, then I normally um, dive into it because uh, there's a lot between the lines um, to read. And uh, I always coach with positivity and um, focusing on the strengths, um, what, what people have, because those are tools already in their tool bag and it's um, very might use those tools in other areas. So that's where I put my focus on. And it comes yeah. all back from uh, my own experience. When I was um, at that young age, 18, 19, um, I haven't had much experience. So I was reliant on the people around me, even their boss. So my strength was communicating with people. I'm a people person. So the mm -hmm. communication was key, and um, this is why I had to ask them for help to do that for me and not bossing around because that confront people and build barriers. So mm -hmm. I always coach with positivity and a slide on this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Great. So basically, uh, you, were, you were telling me that you do this exercise with your clients and also what is uh, business coaching quickly goes into the personal coaching and uh, the personal side. And these four questions that you that you mentioned, they are really important. And I think everyone should do this exercise um, from time to time to see if we are aligned in our mission, in our purpose. And if we, always, we are always aware about our our strengths. And you said that you one of the strengths uh, that you have in the beginning is you are a, a people's person, uh, you're relationship oriented. So did you find out, because I know that you, uh, you started to work quite early um, in, your, in a family's business. So what was that uh, ex work experience that you have? Did you find it difficult to, to start working, uh, interacting with people? 
Um, or did you immediately find, oh, I'm good at it, I'm good with, you know, talking to people? How was this, that early process? I don't have any specific recollection. Um, this goes back to school. Like, um, I, I like community. I like um, being like the speaker of the class. And I was like bold into this. So it was not directly my choice. Um, I always have good connections with, with people as, as long as I can um, things back. So that was that was coming actually. Um, and for the business, that was fun. Uh, the first business I started with as a, as a partner um, was a windsurfing shop. So that was my, my hobby and um, it was more fun than uh, being difficult. It became mm -hmm. difficult um, when my uh, father um, became terminal ill and we had to make the decision. Um, this is when I decided um, on my own. So I was given the choice to join in the family business and um, keep, that, um, keep that alive moving forward. This is when I was like tested by, uh, you know, the, the workers in, in the factory um, to, uh, if, if you the young boss at the age of like in your early twenties, um, being tested, then all the people's skills um, had to come into play or were developed during that time. Well, that, that was, uh, of course, a challenge, I guess, for such a, a young person to to deal, to lead uh, a factory, right? Uh, it was the, the family, the kind of, the line of work of your family. Uh, yeah. That should be a, a struggle. Um, so, basically, when we go through a lot of working experiences and you started quite early in that um, in that job um, when we have this expression of finding our voice um, it can be very metaphorical um, we can see it in a perspective of finding our passions finding our strengths our um, I, I don't know if I can I can use the words uh, the, the, the ikigai uh, which with the exercises that you that you mentioned in the beginning the four questions that we should uh, answer. Um, so when we um, go through life, sometimes we are not that aligned with our strengths. We have to do some jobs that we don't like that much or there are parts that we don't like uh, that much. Um, so did you have any pivotal moment where you found, oh, I'm not doing what I like. I'm not doing something that is not my strength. Let me change. Let me, you know, think about my, my life in a different way. Maybe during this time when I entered the family business and um, had to find out that the best way for me to communicate is by asking questions and making those around me part of the solution. And this is what happens when you ask the question. Like it also gives you time to think while the other person is looking for the answer. So being somewhat insecure in that new position is where um, I feel that this way was building strength and that this was the right way for me to move forward. And asking questions um, always helps. And it's part of my, uh, my uh, coaching business. This is what you do, you ask questions. So you were and a coach even before you were a coach? <laughs> not knowing, not knowing. Yeah, not this knowing. is true. Like when, when um, I had the um, light experience in 2013, that um, the business unit I was uh, working in was um, shut down. 
I took some time off and really thought about what do I want. So I went through the same exercise I'm uh, now now talking about. Um, what do I really want? What what am I good at? And this was like relationship with people, talking um, with with people, having connections, real connections. Um, and um, yeah, that's what that led me to the way um, becoming a coach, getting certified, and uh, and pursue this business. So don't always have those windows of opportunities in life. You have this like after school and after university, maybe where you can really think about what you want. And mm-hmm. that was a perfect, um, perfect, perfect time. And uh, yeah, was also supported by my wife. So this is where um, I took the decision um, to become a coach. Yeah. So when we see someone's life story, we see like, okay, uh, it's something, it seems that it was very quick, you know, realizing a few things and realizing that we we want to change our career. Um, But there are a lot of also dark moments, moments where you are lost, you are not doing exactly what you like and you try to figure out what you want to do. So, and you ask those questions to you. So I also, I think we can recommend people to stop uh, instead of going autopilot, stop asking some questions. Of course, you can do it by yourself. You can do it with a coach. Of course, I recommend to have a coach with you in these transition moments because it gives you much clarity. This is the line of work that, that you do. And I also I also have coaches for pivotal moments in my life because it, it gains, you shorten so much the learning curve about yourself yeah. and uh, the self-knowledge and self-awareness which is amazing because you don't, sometimes you cannot afford to spend like 10 years figuring out what you want to do in life. You want to do it quicker. Um, so that's, that's where I think uh, coaching can be really inspiring and also inspiring people to find their voice. Um, so when did you have, like before the moment where you knew, you realized that one of your strengths was being good with people and now the, the work that you do, was any moment where you have self-doubt or you question yourself? Um, because we normally don't speak about those, you know, dark moments in our uh, career. Do you want to share any any of this with us? So it took me about a year to figure this out. And um, during this year, um, I would say um, I went to the process many people go through when they um, have a life-changing situation. Um, You sometimes do not apply what you would do in any normal situation. Uh, So my project management skills were not at work, like um, scheduling things um, didn't go as well as as, uh, they did in the past. So I had those moments. But on the other hand, there's um, the strength I can refer to back as my uh, volunteer uh, paramedic work. There are only a few mm-hmm. things you can con- control, and um, only those you can change. Everything else you have to to take as it is, and it's how you respond to it. And a lot of help like you can find in what you already know. So if you write down your your skills and what you're good at. You have access to that checklist. It's mm-hmm. for a paramedic, like we know what to do. We don't we don't have the time to think about it. So you go to your skill set 
and you apply the best you can what you have um, during those times. And that's, um, that's the toolbox of your own strength. So if yeah. you know about your strength, you can use them in any adverse situation you're getting into. Yeah. Like even, let's say, um, someone has difficulties in a relationship, but they're a good project manager. They can use the project management skills and scheduling date nights or things like this in order to better the situation until the emotional part calms down and um, people feel in a more safe space in order to adapt to the um, challenging situation. So okay. if you have your toolbox and you know your strengths, so many strengths are um, transferable to mm -hmm. other areas. And shall you, I love that example, you know, if you are a project manager and if you want to use that in, um, in order to improve your relationship, uh, you can, you know, schedule, you know, plan in advance, uh, date nights, etc. I think it, that it's a wonderful example. Um, but sometimes uh, we don't have that clarity about our strengths. So do you suggest also to asking other people, friends, um, partners, uh, colleagues from work, shall we do an exercise like a 360 exercise to know our strengths or we just rely on our opinion about ourselves? Because sometimes it's not, I would say that we are not the best judges. <laughs> Correct. And sometimes we don't allow ourselves to see our strengths or recognize them. We put okay. them into like, yeah, this is just normal. This is just my job. Exactly. Um, kind, yeah. of, kind of comments. So this is, because you mentioned coaching before, this is where um, coaching helps a lot because then we can have um, follow-up questions. If you have friends around you, um, they will definitely help you on the strength side if you ask them. Um, in the beginning, I've also done strength assessments where I ask questions like, oh, was there a project um, and what kind of strengths did you put to work? And then at the end, um, after you distill your strength um there's the question so now send this to your friends and um, ask them how they see this or what they see in you as um, as your strength mm -hmm. so that that definitely helps talking always helps because the moment you tell your story you're not in the story anymore you're the storyteller so you get a what I call the helicopter view, like you get, uh, you're not fully emotionally involved anymore because you're mm -hmm. telling the story and you describe the emotions you have. And there's one sentence my coaches hear very, very often. This is like in critical moments, take people and emotions out of the equation and look for data, facts, and the roles people play. There mm -hmm. is the wife not um, her name. There is your boss or your your supervisor and not the person. Because there's also, um, it has some, some little magic. You cannot change people, but depending on how you behave, you can change their behavior. So they mm -hmm. adapt to, to change behaviors. Mm -hmm. And that, that's, that's what I use in last moment. No, that's that's brilliant, um, and of course because emotion can get in the way of finding also the the strengths not only in yourself but also in other other people around you. 
Um, so I, w I just want to circle back to the, um, the strains versus we are not the best judges of our own strains. And sometimes we just normalize things that we are good at. Um, so, for example, I, I'm reading a book right now about hospitality and I, I had so many insights. I'm, I'm still finishing the book, but I had so many insights about the hospitality business. So it's basically... Um, one, uh, it was written by one of the, the people that took one of the best restaurants in the world to be in the top. So it's really the best experience people can have in a restaurant. Uh, it was in a, in a, in New York. And when he was talking in this book, I, I, I realized I identify so many things also in my experience because I worked in hospitality. Many people don't know this, but when I finished my studies, I worked in restaurants, bars, and I loved the part of um, really receiving well people, you know, just taking the best coffee, serving to the table, like with care and to, you know, to give this experience. And I, I thought, I realized this is what I do in my business right now. I really want the people to have the best experience possible. And that was a strain that I have when I was serving tables and I was having great tips because of that back then, which was really good for a, stu a student or um, uh, just getting out of the university. But I realized that's the same strain. I have this hospitality, you know, in my blood. I, I, I like to do this. I, I get pleasure out of it. And I didn't realize it was a strain until I read, I read this book. So we can also find strains in other people's stories or books or podcasts or, you know, hearing someone say, oh, I also like to do that. Um, and we normalize a lot of our uh, strains. Uh, it's, they are everywhere, you know, they are everywhere. But we look to our weaknesses. If we have done nine things, correct, you know, correctly and one thing that went wrong, we will focus the majority of um, our attention in the thing that went wrong. So, oh, we are not good at it. I'm not, I never nail it. I, I, I'm a disaster in this instead of the opposite. So why, why we focus so, so much in our weaknesses? Um, that's Do exactly you have a theory? <laughs> uh, yes and no. But this, the why question, um, although if you go like with the book from Simon, Simon Sinek, like why yeah. it's very important, um, mm -hmm. the reason why you think so, but technically it doesn't matter. This is where the tricky part comes into play. First of all, if you ask a person a why question, they do this and go into the defense. They, um, they... Th this was uh, crossing the arms. So <laughs> this, this was so crossing the arms. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, exactly. Um, so people go right away into the defense and they're looking not for the answer, but for the defense of why they're doing what they're doing. And this is the same with the weaknesses. The weakness, if you look for the weaknesses, you're looking to the past. Why am I this bad? It is this one thing? And coaching does exactly the opposite. You cannot change the past. You're in the now and you can only change moving forward. You can learn from the past. But if you use your strengths and your focus on the future, then you're going towards something. And the goal, the goal going towards something is far more pleasurable because you see the benefits and the outcome. You have that already visualized. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and here it comes, that's the purpose why. Then you know why you're doing this. The focus on the weaknesses goes back to 
why you don't do or what you don't like. You don't like your weaknesses, so you're focusing so much. So mm -hmm. one of the other sentences I quite often use, other than the one with that, take people and um, emotions out of the equation, is always look for the solution, not the problem. If you turn around and go towards the light, um, it doesn't change what has happened, but it will change the future. And that is the only important thing to can learn from the past so that you make uh, certain mistakes not again. But if you Good. use your strength towards that, your weaknesses will diminish over time. They will become smaller and smaller. And uh, that's, uh, the toolbox, that's the toolbox you have. You always have access to your strength if you know about them and if you appreciate them and, and accept them as the strength. So for example, your hospitality strength was a, a hidden strength for you, yeah. um, you had your aha moment by by reading through this. So we get to those moments when we reflect. Um, but you you found it. Um, I think it was unquestionable before that um, you also have a connection with people, being a people person, and that um, the voice matters. So all we do is in the words we also think. It's about the self talk we have, Thank and you. we can talk to ourselves in such a bad way, would never talk to other people this way. So therefore, true. The, the voice, the inner voice is so important in that. And as a coach, you can help to say like, oh, can you repeat this for me? Do you have to do this? Do you know to do this? Do you have to get rid of this? Or do you want or choose to do something um, you really want and are moving towards? And again, um, you don't have to have like your dream job for this. If you're flipping burgers in order to finance a dream and go scuba diving, this is okay because then you know you do this not high qualified job just to finance your what you want, where you want mm -hmm. to go to. And then it becomes a lot lighter. It's not mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm doing this like um, not so nice job, even though I have like totally different qualification, but mm -hmm. um, it it feeds you and you see the benefits if you move towards goals. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think you, you also save a lot of energy focusing on the future and what are you good at instead of trying to fix something that you don't know why it's there. You can, can search in your past, try to find excuses or reasons. There are plenty, I guess. But it's, um, you know, if you focus on the negative part and the things that you are not good at, uh, I think you can miss miss out a, a career. Um, and I remember, I just realized this uh, now, it came to my mind that uh, when I started to work, uh, I had some a couple of people saying that too much proactivity. So I was doing an internship in a hospital. And of course, hospitals are full of rules and, you know, we have to follow a certain standard. And I was so bored by that. So I wanted to do different. I wanted to like use it, my innovation spirit. And it wasn't welcome in that, in that context. So I was trying to swim where there was no sea. So I was dry <laughs> or I, should I say dry? No, no. As a fish, it's not correct. But I was like out of my elements. I was in yeah. a very structured and rigid context and saying, you have too much proactivity. I have uh, someone, my mentor saying that back then. The, 
And I was like, I was so sad. I was, it was the saddest moment of my life. Like, I mean, I'm not in the, the right place. And once I started my entrepreneurial journey, all that productivity, it was in the right place. I could focus on my strains, not, not um, settle for, uh, you know, these are the rules. You will do it forever, not questioning. So all my questioning and all of that made sense when I became an entrepreneur, but not working under someone's rule, yes. under someone's, you know, old standards and, and uh, procedures, etc. And it could be, I could be very unhappy if I went to work on a hospital because I was not using the strains. Uh, so gladly, I found out my way <laughs> out of the hospital. Uh, yeah. I started my, my journey. And see what kind of people um, surround you now. Those are the people you would like to work with and they want to work with you. Yeah. Like in the other setting, you had to work with people um, because you, you were in less setting. And if the values are not aligned, then you can feel this. So this goes back again to the um, finding your purpose. Um, it, it all has your own values underlying um, there. And if they are not, not matching, then you're not, um, you're not a good match with your job or your partner. Like, um, this is another thing where, where you communicate, you have to find out, um, are the values matching in a way that, um, you can stay together either with your job or with, um, with a partner yeah. or friends. No, it's true. Totally true. Like not only the professional life, but also if you are with someone and you are always looking for the flaws, you will always see the flaws. But if you don't take time to recognize the other person's strengths, what the, the person is good at, it's really easy to get um, annoyed and irritated because the other person is not doing this or that. Uh, so it's good to also take the moment to acknowledge um, friends and partners' uh, strengths as well. So we don't... Uh, suffer and <laughs> try to find a way to to fix them uh, somehow. So, yeah, so we spoke about uh, a lot of different things. Um, so if we, do you have any like top three strategies uh, or some advice that you could give to um, people to find their strengths um, this year and to make the best out of it? So, the exercise I use with my, my clients in the beginning is um, free and everyone can do this. This is like common knowledge about that principle. This will help um, anyone who wants it. Um, the second part I would say is um, watch your language. And you can have uh, people around you. You can make people around you your accountability partner um, by pointing out how you say things. If you always have to, should, not to, must do things, um, you have a heavy, uneasy life. It's always like mm. a burden. If you mm -hmm. can change this to, I want to and choose to, this is like the positive outlook, you can change a lot in a very um, minimal amount of time span. And the most important part of that is, if you're a more positive person, you radiate this out. You have such a ripple effect on everyone around you. This could be at, at the supermarket, at the cashier. If you give them a smile, you can change the day. And if they come home with a smile on their face and not totally stressed, this has an impact on the family. 
So we don't know what a, what a smile or a simple positive change can have. And those ripple effects sometimes come at a later point of time. So, and then listen, listen on how you talk to yourself because everything you do, which is not a reflex or a long learned habit is triggered by thoughts and thoughts are words. Words. So it's the voice you have with yourself, um, which influences what you do and how you do things. So being more positive, um, helps a lot. Life gets a lot more enjoyable and and easier. You mentioned before that the, the negativity normally we spiral down because then we're like in the, it, it, it really draws us down and it takes the same amount of time to climb out of that deep hole. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. as soon as you turn around and look to the light or the end of the tunnel um, and, and change how you do things, then yeah, change yeah. will happen because otherwise it goes just the other direction. So yeah, therefore yeah. this coming back to focusing on your strength um, and this is for me. So if you have to change your habit of like being around more negative in the beginning, this is, this is not, this is a simple thing, but not need to do. So mm-hmm. you have, also have to allow for, for those changes and being mm-hmm. uh, kind to yourself, uh, moving forward and turning around. No, and it's then, amazing. Yeah. This, this idea of, um, and I'm thinking about many of my clients are, are leaders and they lead by example. And a leader's role is to also to, um, help others to use their strengths, right? Um, and be able to work with a team that is working uh, ideally with their strengths and working, doing their best in what they are good at. So I realize how important for a leader is to be aware of their own strengths because it will irradi- uh, irradiate this positivity also for the team and their team can also acknowledge their their strengths. And so it's a ripple effect, as you said, and I think it's really important to spread this positivity and look at the end of the, the light at the end of the tunnel instead of the darkness, because it can really spiral down to like digging a hole that we cannot move out of it. Um, so I, I think your advice is is really gold, is really precious. Um, and Thank also, I, I, I think about in, in my experience, I, I think I'm a, I'm a positive person, you know, I Normally, I'm a very positive person, and every time that I have a thought that, uh, like, self-judging, like, oh, you yeah, you shouldn't have done that, or you could have done better in that situation, I always stop myself from going down to that to that spiral, and I I I really try to reframe it as a learning experience. So, what did you learn with that experience? So, of course, it was the first time that you have done that. So, of course, you you know you can always have a margin to improve. So, and I I. I write down what I learned from an experience that I am not so happy. So I I make sure that I learn from a mistake or I learn from something that I'm not good at or I learn from some thing that I consider a weakness. And I always try to find a solution to how can I next time do better in this situation. But I write it because my brain then will make like a, a tick. Okay, that's experience. It, it's in the past. I cannot change. But what I can change is what I how I'm going to deal with that in the future. So, so that exercise has been helped me a, a lot throughout the years. That That's a very good one. And uh, one I used to was like journaling um, with, with my clients because then you can also um, see your progress. 
Mm-hmm. Like it, you can go back to what you've written before and see how far you've come, which is another strength in doing and helps to accept all the good stuff we do and don't take credit for it. So this this is very um, moving forward way of doing it. Um, and writing down, I just would like to share that too. Um, in critical moments, if you have a hurricane of thoughts in your brain, then if you write this down, um, the hurricane makes land and slows down. So that's also very uh, powerful tool writing things down, especially if you don't have people around you you can share with, because in that case, you become the author of what you write down, which is like similar to the storyteller I referred to earlier, and you get the outside perspective on a working just experience. And I guess we, with that positivity, knowing our strengths, knowing what we are good at, we also know, or we are a bit closer to know what is our uh, life mission. Sometimes our life mission is not to save the world, is to make someone's life better throughout, you know, through our work, through what we write, what we do, um, helping a neighbor. It doesn't have to be, you know, something huge uh, to make us happy and to help us express our voice. Sometimes it's within our community, within our group of friends, in our workplace. Um, So I really hope that with these insights that we shared here, people can look at their strengths in a different way um, realize that can, they can do different next time. I mean, we don't have to be good at everything. No one is good at everything. Sometimes it's a matter of context. Uh, you are not in the right, surrounded with the right people, or we are not, you know, uh, using your strengths in the best way, or the environment is not allowing you to use your strengths in the best way. So there are always questions that we can do um, often, so we can use. Um, our the best that we have and to also uh, voicing that that's inner parts that we have our our message I think everyone has a beautiful message to share with the world but if we are in a dark place to do it if we are not courageous if we are not acknowledging what we are here to do um, it's much difficult I guess yeah I should see it the same way um, actually if you are in a darker place quite often people surround themselves with people who are in the same situation or similar situation. So let's say people got laid off. Quite often they hang out with each other, like looking back, spiraling down, rather than um, looking forward what the next step could be. And um, that, yeah, that's a good way of moving, one um, not a good way of moving forward. Yeah, and in some sectors with this economical uh, situation, there are been a lot of layoffs. And so if it was your case or someone that you know, please listen to this episode again or send this episode to someone that could benefit from it. Uh, so Marcel, where people can find more about you, more about your work? Um, do you use, uh, do you have a website, LinkedIn, Instagram? Y- yes, so... Um, LinkedIn is under my personal name, Marcel Hertzfeld, and otherwise, um, there's the website, um, mysimplyflagcoach.ca.com.de, and uh, most of the um, social media platforms too. So I communicate with, the, with my clients the way they like to communicate and um, use their channels. Mm-hmm. And you are based not in Europe, so... Yeah. <laughs> 
No, I'm originally so from inter- Europe. <laughs> yeah, you work yeah. internationally, so you have clients uh, in Correct. different places. Um, so you are in Canada? Correct, Calgary. Right? Yeah. So if you have in the, like, every nowadays we can work everywhere, we have clients everywhere, so you don't have to be in Canada to, to meet you. You also work online, I guess, um, with your clients. Correct. So I really encourage uh, you on that side, the listener, to go and find more about Mercil's work. I think it's it's worth a, a search and be in touch because I also understand how powerful okay. coaching is. And I really wanted to thank you for your time, uh, this lovely discussion. I think it was really useful and I hope we can keep inspiring voices. Perfect. Thank you so much for your presence. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you want to have a chat with me, go to my website or social media and book your 30 minutes discovery call. I'll be happy to help you achieve your voice and communication goals. And always remember, your voice matters. Let's make sure.